Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. If you don't know, it's a brand new movie from A24. Uh, make sure you stick around at the end of the show for our review of that. Before we go any further, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Um, so, yes, I'm very excited to talk about the new A24 film. Uh, Dylan and I have been looking forward to Me it too. for a while. Yeah. Um, and I think we've covered the trailer when it came out because it's, you know, in our wheelhouse because it's multiversey. Um, so, and we, we talked about another A24 movie last week, X from Ty West. Um, so we even considered cool. a multiverse month for this yeah. movie and Doctor Strange, but we did too many I, reviews. Too many, too many other reviews we got to do. How will this, we talk about Sonic next week? If that's we're true, in multiverse. And, uh, yes, and I, I would like to say, you know, we, we did not forget that Sonic the Hedgehog two came out. We However, we both saw everything, everywhere, all at once first, mm-hmm. and it's Kino. So we're talking about that. Spoilers. Listen, it's, priorities, right? Yeah, priorities. Sonic can wait. It gives you know what <laughs> Sonic. I had fun at Sonic. I'm not going to spoil the review any further, but I had fun at Sonic. All right. Um, That's what I keep hearing. But anyway, we'll talk. We're going to talk about Sonic next week. We're also going to just briefly talk about this week's episode of Moon Knight. Uh, we're not doing a full deep dive every episode anymore of TV shows, uh, but we will get to that later on. Um, but anyway, Dylan, uh, you want to you want to tell us uh, what, what you found online this week? What kind of news you have? We haven't had news in forever. I know. And I'm not going to go through the old news because you no, already know it. You exactly. Know? So we're, we're just doing some stuff from this week. And there's not too much, actually. But um, that's what I'm very excited about because other people may not be excited about it. Um, but Brie Larson herself is infiltrating the Fast and the Furious franchise. Did you see this, Michael? I, I did see this. I'm very excited. There was a via revealed via Instagram post by Vin Diesel. Um, Brie Larson has joined Fast and the Furious 10. We talked a couple weeks ago, like pretty recently, I feel like, how she wanted to join the franchise and people were yeah. very upset just by her, I guess, mentioning Fast and the Furious, you know, but the now sanctity it's official. that is the Fast yes. and the Furious franchise. Now it's official. Um, we're going to have another Oscar winner in the Fast uh, franchise. So um, is Vin Diesel like <laughs> Is he creatively involved with these projects? Yeah, he's the okay. pr- he produces them. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think okay, but actually, though, like, I think he's he is involved to the extent where he's like, "I'll do these if you keep me happy," so he can like say, "I want this to happen." You know, wouldn't it be um, cool if we went to space? I'm like, sure, yeah, Vin. or like, I guarantee you, I could be wrong, but I guarantee you, he's like, if Brie Larson says you wanted to be in it, we'll get her in the next one. You know, and they just wrote a bit role for her in fast 10 you know fast 10 year seat belts yeah exactly okay. better be called that yeah yeah right it it should wait can i ask you something random yes what's the next scream movie going to be called so we had scream scream 2 scream 3 scream 4 and then scream right yeah are we doing It'll two be, or doing six no. are we so doing... so so dylan i know you're not the horror aficionado that i am so the the horror naming conventions go you so scream goofed up you stop numbering after five you have to have one through five and then you start having colons and subtitles that's what i think they're gonna do so i think we're gonna get scream the woodsboro murders or you know whatever whatever it's called um yeah scream ends god Scream kills. i mean halloween did that uh the last one they numbered was five i think friday the 13th went up to mm, five or six uh Jason, I don't know Jason did a lot. Like Jason had like eight. No, Jason, I think they're they just gonna 10. do the Halloween thing. And now that it 
just had a scream one like they did just Halloween 2018. They're just gonna do like scream again or something. I, I would hate scream again. I think it should be like a traditional like uh you know scream colon subtitle. You know, I saw it suggested online that it'd be called the scream sequel, and I kind of like that. Oh my god, I'm on board. Scr- or just scream it- scream sequel maybe. <laughs> Squeakquel. Oh no. <laughs> Um, anyway, um, uh, I'm, I'm in. Sorry, well, I mean that. Fit, that. No, well, that fits with the Fast and the Furious, which is a, a, a franchise that does not hold to any naming conventions. Yeah, there's no rhyme or reason for those. Because I personally feel like you can't take away numbers and then bring them back. I don't like that either. It makes me upset. But well, I mean, Saw did it right. Well, Saw didn't add numbers. Like they took numbers away because they realized, oh, if we if we're gonna make nine of these things, we can't. Saw nine is gonna sell less tickets than Saw the beginning. You know, yeah, or whatever. I get why they do it, but like, I agree. I don't like it when it leaves and comes back. Yeah, that's no good. Shout out to Fast. Shout out to Fast. Okay. Anyway, there is a new DC uh, project that we're going to talk about. Um, Those who, I guess, frequent the podcast know that these rarely get made. um, And they're like things are like, oh, that'd be cool, you know, in the the DC offices or whatever, the, yeah. or the the discovery offices now, now that that uh, merger was finalized last week. Right. Um, but this one is about Aqualad, uh, Calder from, uh, um, or Jackson Hyde as he is in this graphic novel from um, the Young Justice show. And he's in a queer DC graphic novel called You Brought Me the Ocean. And that's what this show is based on, specifically that graphic novel. Okay. Um, and it's going to be on HBO Max, apparently. Uh, and they're it, saying. Yeah, they're saying. But there is a little bit more to this one um, because it's being produced by Charlize Theron for some reason. Oh, okay. Um, so, like, there's an actual name attached to it. So, I think that gives a little bit yeah, know, more, yeah, more, more, more cachet to actually yeah, happen. The story is sure. a little bit more credible if Charlize Theron has, like, agreed to put her name on it, you know? It must have some traction beyond them being like, what if we did an Aqualad show? Which is what Wouldn't it be it cool if we is. did an Aqualad show? Yeah. Um, I am glad that it's on HBO Max and not CW. It's a oh, win. Oh, man. Um, Even if it was the same show, just gets a glow up from the logo. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but I don't know. The graphic novel is good. You can pick it up at Bedrock City if you want to yes. research it. Um, I hope it comes out. We'll see. Uh, I mean, me too. I mean, I I always love the art style on these. Um, I keep wanting to say DC Ink and Zoom, but I know that's not what they're called. That's what they are. That's <laughs> How long did that imprint last, Dylan? Six months, eight months? Yeah, like four books or something, and then it was over. Yeah, um, never mind. <laughs> uh, but they still come out, and they're still good. Um, that's true. They sell very well. They're very popular. Um, yeah. I had a book event this uh, Saturday and we sold a bunch of those. They still do well. So nice. Whatever. Well, well it's cool uh, because you know you get the you get the the coolness of reading a comic and it doesn't have to necessarily be the same superhero vibe that you're gonna get from the standard new issue type of thing. So you you're you're gonna attract a whole new different reader set. Right. And, and people forget the that. Characters what keeps Marvel and DC afloat is graphic novel sales and through booksellers like Barnes and Noble and Amazon and stuff, you know, right. That's where they make their money. It's not, it's not periodical as a local comics house. So, I mean, things like this are, 
I mean, I'm sure we contribute. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, and we definitely appreciate you coming in and picking those up for sure. But graphic novels are that's that's what the gets casuals buy their graphic novels at Barnes and Noble, you know, yes. and the, that's like the masses. The cool kids get their periodicals at Bedrock City. Yeah, exactly. And we yeah. know, we know most people are casuals, but we love our. Uh, but not us, our not our listeners. No, yeah, not not the BRC faithful. We need a name. Yeah. Like a, <laughs> we need a, we need a fan group name. Uh, all of our K-pop stands that listen uh, help us out. We need a Bedrock City Universe name for the fans oh. of Bedrock City Universe. Uncannies. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Uncanny oh, yeah. Army. Uh, the Uncanny Army. There it is. Just ask uh, Nick Ryan. I'm sure he'll come up with something. Just, yeah. Hey, Nick Ryan. <laughs> Work, workshop it. Okay. Um. You know what? You know what else? Casuals don't know. They don't What's know who that? Ironheart is. Are you talking about Riri? Yeah, Riri Williams. See, you know. Uh, I know. I'm not a character. Exactly. Yeah. Ironheart is a character that I really like. She was introduced in uh, Invincible Iron Man. Whatever. Something. A few years ago. I don't know time. It's not <laughs> pre-pandemic. Pre-co- yeah, pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. Pre-COVID and post-COVID for me now. Um, well, not that we're in post-COVID. But anyway, Ironheart. Um, it's getting the Disney Plus show. We've talked about it a lot here. And uh it's supposed to start soon. Ironheart is supposed to be introduced, or Riri Williams anyway, in Black Panther 2, which comes out in November. Um, it looks like it's still going to make its date. I know it's been up in the air a little bit with all the production issues, but Angela Bassett told us that it will make its date a couple weeks ago. So, oh, well, I mean, and I trust her. Yeah, she wouldn't mind me. No way. You, you can trust that. Well, maybe not. There was I mean, Michelle, uh, an interview with Michelle Pfeiffer on some late night show last week, and she was like, it's not called Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania. It's just Quantumania, the movie. And really? That's very much not true. It's like, that's, <laughs> I was like, that's not, not correct, right? <laughs> it's not called Quantumania, no. Okay. Maybe she, you know what? Let's not discredit her. Maybe she knows something we don't. And mm-hmm. Marvel's like, dang it, she told them that we're dropping Ant-Man and the Wasp? Maybe. Maybe, maybe. And now they, yeah, I mean... Time Would that tell. be the worst decision? Because I Ant Man the Wasp is low tier Marvel for me, so I'd be okay with a uh, Marvel's Quantum is Quantumania. Marvel's yeah. Quantumania. Is it like Kang and like other? There's other I, characters in it that's too. Not I wouldn't the be worst, mad. That's not the worst call. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know. Evangeline like, Lily wilding out online. It's maybe we don't want to promote Wasp anymore. I don't know. The, oh, ooh, I didn't. I mean, you never we'll know. See. We're gonna have to see. We'll you see. know what? You heard it here first. Uh, this is an Uncanny Universe exclusive, so we're confirming it. <laughs> you heard it here that we are it, telling you that we heard it on yes. a late night talk Yeah, but show. you're hearing it here first. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, no one else watched anyway, the show. I didn't randomly start talking about Riri Williams. Uh, the, the Disney Plus show got its uh, writers and executive producer picking up traction. It'll actually get made. Um, Sam Bailey and Angelie Barnes are the ones writing it. Okay. Um, Bailey did Brown Girls as well as Dear White People. And oh, Barnes. Okay. Yeah, critically acclaimed. And Barnes did Mythic Quest, Blind Spotting, I guess the show, and the fourth season of Atlanta, which okay. I'm sure is great. So I haven't seen any of those things, but cool. I've heard good things about promising. some of them. Mythic Quest is great. I've once you get Apple TV, I know that's gonna be on your list, Michael. I have Apple um, TV. That's the video. You you love video games. You would love that show. <laughs> One of those, you know. I see. Michael plays video games. Um. Anyway, uh, you so love they're D&D. doing it, and Ryan Coogler is executive producing. He's the Black Panther and Black yes. Panther Two director. So 
it's very promising. Um, I'm glad that he's still going to be overseeing it in some capacity after introducing her in in his movie. You know, yeah, that's but very exciting. I'm very hyped for this. I love Riri. Um, I highly suggest picking up the comic. It's pretty short. There's been a couple runs, but it's pretty short and digestible and like actually really good. You know, so right. I don't know. I'm excited. I hope she's a young Avenger when they finally put that together, but we'll see. I mean, they're building it, so we'll see. Lastly, we got a trailer for Stranger Things Season 4. Yes, we did. Um, Part 1. It's coming out in two parts. Uh, I hate it. I had the date. Oh, uh, Part 1 premieres, or Volume 1, it's called, premieres May 27th. And then I think it's like July 1st for Volume 2. Okay, well, um, that's not. They're clearly doing this because I don't. If you dump all the episodes, you lose all the traction, you know. If you don't right. get like the people talking about it hypes, so if you do it, you get to double dip if you do it twice. But that makes sense. So, what do you think of the trailer? All right, so I think I've said this every time we've had a Stranger Things trailer. Um, you don't care. Oh, I forgot that I cared until the trailer comes out. Agreed. And, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I love Stranger Things. This is great because they because it goes so long. When do you think the last season came out? Oh man. Three years ago. Wow. It's like a BBC show. Like why that's why we don't care because it's just like we forget. It, you is know? it Jacelba in it? <laughs> it's doing his knuckles accent. We can't talk about that till next week. Okay. Hello, um, Sonic. But the trailer I thought looked really good. Uh, I, yeah, it did. It, it did. Didn't give away much story at all. It was kind of like a sizzle reel. Right. But it did reveal a big, like, what seems to be a big bad at the end. I don't it know. It did. It did. And we do have a name for the for the big bad that has been uh, talked about uh, online. Um, it's Vecna, which is a famous D&D monster. Uh, Vecna is a the most famous lich. Uh, sorry, a Sararak. It is Vecna. Um, sort of to now, compete. Do one with- of the kids just call him that, do you think? Or is that... Well, yeah, it's sort of like Demogorgon. The Demogorgon yeah. in the first one does not look like what a Demogorgon looks like, you know, in D&D. Yeah. Um, but I'm guessing they're going to see it and go, that's Vecna. Now, one thing that I can tell you about Vecna, I don't know if this is going to apply into the show or not. This is just me speculating. But um, Vecna is a lich, which is a human wizard who has corrupted their soul to become a mortal. And every time they die, they respawn. Um, sort of their soul goes back to this thing called a phylactery, which is like a little crystal that holds their essence or whatever. And then they can pop out and go, ha, I'm back. Um, Interesting. Yeah. But Vecna was killed and his eye and his hand um, became magical artifacts. Um, hmm. And if you possess both the hand of Vecna and the eye of Vecna, you wield an immeasurable power. Uh, each one of those items in D&D is a very powerful item. But anyway, so I don't know if there's going to be something to play with the hand or eye of Vecna, but uh, you know, you heard it here first. You did. But that's, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited about that. I want to learn more. The Upside Down finally is a mouthpiece, I guess, you know? Like, yes. It's just like, wahaha, I'm the Upside Down. But I don't know. The All the kids look like teenagers now, you know? I mean, that's I, the, the downside of... I mean, uh, some of them look like adults. Yeah, that's what I mean. But, that's the downside yeah. of going three years, but... um. Eleven doesn't have her powers. I don't know what's going on I there. I yeah, I don't know. Um, we see Hopper again. I know we saw him in that little teaser, however long ago that was. Yeah, it's interesting that they're not even like pretending that he's dead or anything. You know, like well, they killed him, and then they're like, you know, he's not. I kind of appreciate that more than a reveal. Right. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, I mean, come on. What a change of things with that. At least Hopper kind of in it, right? He's and I'm not there. one to be like, oh, this is like this Marvel movie, you know, like actors no. and other movies meme. But like, it is weird seeing him immediately after Black Widow, like in another Russian prison. I thought the same thing. I was like, is this in, I mean, is this typecasting? <laughs> Did they write this because yeah. he was already in Russia or in what's a Russian environment? Like, what's the deal here? But I thought it looked great. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, but anyway, um, before we move on to the, my bit of news, uh, Let's, let's, let's hear about this live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to my news, I know uh, we have some updates for some upcoming events that Dylan's going to tell you about real quick. Yeah, that la- the live sale tonight's gonna be really cool. Yeah, live sale. So you know the, there's good books on it. It's gonna be great stuff as always. That'd be great. Did you see the premiere issue this week, Michael? Which premiere? We have a uh, first Doctor Doom appearance. Ooh, I did. CGC graded. Who's that? Who's that in the mask? Is that Richard? That's Richard. Yeah. Okay. Are you gonna get it, Michael? I, th- I know you're a Doctor Doom. Stan. I am. I am a Doctor Doom stand, but I'm good. How much is it, Dylan? It's a crisp. $12,500. Oh, uh, so it's. Um, we have layaway. I will respectfully decline. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. But there's also First Doctor Strange. That one's hard to come by, too. Yeah. You don't see um, that too often. Yeah. So lots of good first appearances and lots of. This week, actually, there's like a few first appearances and then a ton of cool, cheaper books. Nice. So not going to lie to y'all. There's like a few home runs mega, and then a, bun- a bunch of obtainable books. Let's say that. And, ne- um, and next week, Clear Lake is sending a bunch of books over uh, fresh from our uh, recent collections that we've gotten in. So check out for some. And Richard brought a bunch back from Charlotte. So it's going to be hella right. stacked next week. Um, but also we have our spring sale coming up. That is next weekend, starting a Friday, April 22nd at all locations. Everything in the store is going to be on sale Friday through Sunday, the 22nd through the 24th. Yes, um, I can't wait for and, the sale. And then we have free comic book day on saturday may 7th that's at all What's locations that, as well we got thousands of free comics thousands local artists voter local. registration vote uh yeah vote um we got rob liefeld coming at noon not 10 noon at the that's right gallery area location so you you go the the thing to do is go to clear lake yes till 11 first yeah yeah come vibe like 10 Till eleven, and then at eleven, you you hit the ground running. You run over to the to the Galleria area store just run. in time to yeah to meet Rob Liefeld and get your free book signed. Well, the book's not free. The book's four dollars, but you can get a sign for free. Deadpool bad a free signature. Long. Yes, yes. Um, and then so that's free comic book day, and then the week after that, Saturday May fourteenth, we got Bedrock City Comic Con. It is at No Label Brewery. It's um at noon, and it runs till noon. six. We got 30 vendors. We have four food trucks. We got musical acts. 
we have a big comic creator as well. I haven't talked about it yet. Oh, I don't want to actually... quite say the name. Okay. It was because I, like, I don't. Know, I don't know if I know. It was confirmed today, but I don't like to sure. say the name until we buy the plane ticket. So I, I get that. Okay. There's a big Tell creator coming. Here. I'm excited. Yeah, we'll do. Uh, y'all know next week. I'm sure on okay. the next episode we'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Wait. No, that's it. That's it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because I think we we had the screening, but I think the tickets for that are gone. Um, oh, we have a little. I think we have like twenty tickets left or so. We so might we, have some by the. If you want to go see Doctor Strange with us, come on Thursday, May fifth, um, at Edwards Marquee. It's at eight o'clock. It's one of the new nice auditoriums, and we're selling tickets in store. It's fourteen dollars plus tax, the same price as a ticket at the theater. You can get a free comic, um, raffle prizes at the theater, and you get to watch it with a bunch of people who are excited. Michael and myself included. That's right. You know? I'll be there. Um, I believe I am the only wait. clear like person making the uh, making the trip. Oh no. Well, it's at it's at eight o'clock. I know it's at Thursday. eight. Eight is you know eight is the latest I can do though. I'm, I'm off on Thursdays, so I, oh, well, it could have been. It, we should have done it at four. They could yeah. make it. They could no. make it, Michael. No, they couldn't. Can't can't they leave at seven? Um, maybe I'll I'll talk to them. I'll talk to them. Okay, no, I'll, I'll see if I can but, get some people. But if you're a listener and want to go with us, don't wait because we only have a, little, a few tickets left. This isn't a sales uh, tactic. We literally don't have that much left. So yeah, it, just, it is a fixed number of seats. Stop. Yeah, don't come in uh, on the day. Just get it at the store now. But yeah, exactly. that's all the events. That's exciting. Okay, so I know um, we weren't going to cover uh, all the past news. However, um, the, the the big wrestling news that I've been talking about for months that was going to maybe happen did happen. Oh, we got to talk and about it. Cody Rhodes showed up at WrestleMania. He's left AEW and uh sold out went over to the to uh wwe okay hey it's it's real weird it's a very it's a very weird situation um because this guy so cody rhodes is the son of uh, dusty rhodes very famous professional wrestler um and he was in when he was in wwe he was saddled with the stardust gimmick which is less than cool um and then left the company and made a name for himself doing independent stuff, working in Japan, Ring of Honor, founding All Elite Wrestling, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's it's really bizarre to me, like, um, that he would go back and work there because all of the interviews he's ever done about WWE, even before AEW, is about how he couldn't go back there um, and how, you know, we're starting a revolution here in AEW and Blah, 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 blah. It is. So, and it's what's even kind of weird to me, like his theme music. So also, first of all, I mean, get your money, do your thing, I guess. But like, uh, because you know, this payday is huge because WWE is, I mean, they're paying for Cody. Sure. But what they're paying for really is a big win, a big perceived win over AEW and poaching uh, a name, right? That's what they're really paying for um, in bringing Cody in. Um, but like, so Cody in WWE came out, comes out to the same music. He owns his music. Uh, cause t- that is common in, in independent wrestling, but in WWE, if someone leaves, they don't get to use that name, music tights, whatever WWE owns all that. So they have to go by all, they have to be someone else completely different. Um, AEW doesn't do that. Uh, so he comes out with his AEW music, which he owns, which is very funny because it has very anti WWE lyrics. Like, it's really, it's really weird. Like, uh, so the second verse in the song is, you took it all away. 
I give it all away. You can't take my freedom here to change the game, blah, 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 blah. So now you bow to me. You look, you took my dreams, but not my name. You'll follow me until the end. I am my kingdom. And never mind. Let's uh let's just go back. You know, it's kind of okay. it's kind of awkward and weird. Um I, everybody's talking about it though. So get that bag, Cody. He's getting the, he is getting he is absolutely getting the bag. Secured the bag. Good bag bag has been absolutely secured. <laughs> um there's I mean, he's even talked about it about that is probably the most lucrative contract that anyone's getting in wrestling right now. So if you had any doubt as to reasons why, there you go. Um, so that happened. Um, but in AEW news, um, AEW has announced um, a partnership with New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is very exciting. So this is a really huge step forward in their relationship. So currently, AEW doesn't have any uh, streaming partners. Uh, if you want to stream AEW content, you need to watch it on something with a DVR service, like a like a Sling or uh, I don't know, something else, you know, some other, I don't know. Doesn't Hulu let you like, if you have one of the Hulu live plans or whatever, yeah, or like uh, YouTube TV, YouTube. stuff mm-hmm. like that, They'll, like recorded off the, the, the cloud DVR, which is how I watch it. Cause it starts Wednesday to seven and I work. Um, but anyway, so in Japan, they have partnered with new Japan world, new Japan's streaming service to put dynamite and rampage. their two weekly shows on new Japan world, which is really big. Um, these companies hated each other three years ago. So here we are. Um, very cool. Uh, they're also working on getting full-time live Japanese commentary for the show. Uh, cause right now they would just be doing the English cause AEW, I believe only has English and Spanish commentary. I could be mistaken. Um, That'd because be cool. I don't know if Dylan, I don't know if you know, but commentary really makes or breaks a wrestling broadcast. I can like, imagine. Cause I mean, that's, ha- that's half of it. Like, because they're telling you the story, you know what I mean? Like they're interpreting what you're seeing. Cause you, what you're watching is a play without words a lot of times. So the commentators are the script, you know, they're telling you the story and why this guy hates this guy and what this, the significance of this thing is or whatever. Right. The narrator. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, they're the narrators. They're narrating for you. Um, so bad commentary can be a thing. Or if you don't even understand commentary, you know, if it's not in your language, but um, anyway, so that's very exciting. Um, other bit of AEW news is a they've also partnered with uh, DDT Wrestling, another Japanese promotion. Uh, that's Dramatic Dream Team Wrestling. Um, and one of their top stars, who I like a lot, uh, Kanosuke Takashida, is going to be um, coming over full-time to the USA. And he is fantastic. And if you don't know him, he needs to be on your radar. That's, also all, that's all I will say about Takashida. Um, come ask me okay. in the Discord for a recommendation, uh, and I will send you some matches because he's great. Uh, get ready. So he's real cool. Um, yes, very, very exciting. Um, you might remember uh, several months ago, we talked about uh, the Marvel multiverse role-playing game that's yes. been announced. Um, well, uh, on April 20th, we're going to get the $10 uh, 100-page preview book that will be I'm available excited. at all Bedrock Cities. Um and they have there's variant covers, of course, because it's a comic. The, the Peach Momoko Scarlet Witch. I know, cover. I know. It's very nice. Um, and maybe we'll be able to play it uh, in store very soon. Um, but anyway, um, so but they've released today a uh, two-page preview of the 
hundred page preview that comes out later in the month. Okay. Um, and confirming that it does indeed use a 3d six system. Um, and they're not added up. So it's a, uh, one, one, six, one, six, and one, six. Uh, and with one of them, this, so you have to have two white ones and one red one, or really just two of one color and one of another color. And the odd color one is the Marvel die. Um, and that one, we don't know much about how that works, but if that one rolls a six or that one is like the things that makes good stuff happen. Um, and so, but if you do roll a six, a one and a six, then <gasps> truly fantastic <laughs> things can six. happen. That's right. Um, what does he say here? So one of the coolest bits of the game is the new dice mechanic. You roll three, six standard, uh, standard six out of dice. One of which is the Marvel die. If you get a one on the Marvel die, you get a fantastic result and something amazing happens on both a six and a six, one, six, the ultimate fantastic roll happens. So very cool. Um, and also I learned a new word today. Um, Dylan. So yeah, here's the sentence that this man said in this interview. Marvel is an arcostic. No, acrostic. A-C-R-O-S-T-I-C. It's Marvel acrostic? and a- acrostic. Uh, do you, is that word familiar acrostic? to you? No, not at all. Okay. Well, he said it like it is something that I should know, and I feel like a fool. Marvel is an acrostic in which each of the initials stands for one of the six ability scores. M is for might, A is for agility, R is for resilience, V is for vigilance. Oh, e, like ego. acronym. Like acronym. Got but, it. Okay. But I've never heard an acrostic used before. So maybe I'm just stupid. Um, so anyway, it's might, agility, resilience, <laughs> vigilance, ego, and logic. Uh, and they did release the character sheet for Spider-Man. And there's no way to tell really what any of that means, but it's nice to see that this is a real thing and it's happening. So very exciting there. And they have yeah. partnered with Demiplane, which is a relatively new uh, service that um, works with, World of Darkness, Pathfinder, and Free League so to provide a D&D Beyond type service, which is uh, catering towards digital tabletop role-playing games and having uh, streamlined services catered to people playing on their computer as opposed to in person. Um, so they've already got some pretty big partnerships lined up. So that is super cool. Uh, and then my last two bits of news here is we have, uh, we got a 30 second teaser uh, which is barely anything at all for the new uh, interview with the vampire. Um, but like you said, we got vibes. We got vibes. Uh, that's it. We got vibes. We got uh, we got uh, next to nothing here. It's thirty seconds of just a stately manner. I would say uh, we don't see Louis or Lestat. Dylan, have you ever read this book? By the way, no. Nope. Ever a seen movie? a movie? Okay. Um, it's mostly the same. The ending is different, but. Um, I, I mean, the vibes are cool. Um, I don't really know anybody that's in this movie. Louis is played by Jacob Anderson and, and Lestat is Sam Reed. Um, so there's that. Um, I'm very excited to check this out. Um, I don't think it has a date yet. I could be wrong. Um, it is, I can't find 20, one. Uh, is it not in this article? I guess it's not. Um, no, it's coming out soon. That's <laughs> what, what, what they say. Um, no, the fall this fall oh i know jacob anderson he was from uh game of thrones oh who do you he was play? gray worm oh cool all right um so <laughs> it sounds like you don't know what to make of that you're like oh. no uh, great 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 wait who's anderson anderson's playing lestat or louis louis uh, louis good for her 
Okay. All right. I see that more than I see Lestat. Okay. So anyway, um, Mike, uh, Mark Johnson, the executive producer said they have, uh, uh, developing the series carries great pressure and responsibility. What Anne Rice created and what her fans have been transfixed on, uh, forces us, forces us to take this book to television show transition with a great deal of responsibility. It's imperative that we do not disappoint her fans. Yet we need to make sure that the story and these characters sing for a modern audience. Um, we're hoping that the series compels the Anne Rice fans to, to uh, rediscover her work uh, and so on and so forth. Um, so I'm very excited for this. Uh, I do really like the first Vampire Chronicles novel. I didn't really like the second one and I never went further than that. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, help me, help me out. Um, but my last bit of news is in the what <laughs> category? So okay. Dylan, Dylan, you know, you know, Spirit Halloween. We yes. all know Spirit Halloween. The store. The store. Yeah. The store. We love it. The vulture well, of stores. Yeah. Yes. Well, there's a new film coming out called Spirit <laughs> Halloween starring Christopher Lloyd and Rachel Lee Cook. Yep. Yep. That's right. And it is about the store. Um, the plot of the movie. It's a family slash kids adventure movie. And the log line describes the movie at, uh, as follows. When a new spirit Halloween store opens in a deserted strip mall, three middle-aged school friends who think they've outgrown trick-or-treating make a dare to spend the night locked inside the store on Halloween night. But they soon find that the store is haunted by an angry evil spirit who has possessed the creepy animatronic characters. The kids embark on a thrilling and spooky adventure in order, in order to survive the night and avoid becoming possessed themselves. So it sounds like Five Nights at Freddy's. Mm. Is what I'm guessing. But... So I don't know about this, Michael. No, this is going to be bad. There's no way this, this is, is like but too capitalist, a little like a little too too capitalist. It's like me, Ouija, know? okay, you know Ouija is you know sure it's a product that was invented. It isn't actually any mysticism involved in a Ouija board? Yeah. It's owned by Parker Brothers. All right, relax. Um, and it was not created. This isn't some ancient thing. And you know that's a cash in. But you I thought know, it was Mattel, or did they? Is it not? I thought it was Parker Brothers. Um, whatever doesn't matter either way yeah it's the shameless product either either well. way right um but less shameless than spirit halloween that's like going to see target the musical although i would go see target the musical or like when they started all those game movies like battleship battleship like i'm, I'm not I about it still waiting for the jenga movie but that being said i'm very excited about the barbie movie but uh, <laughs> uh i'm actually very excited okay. about this i want to see this i know this is going to be the most horrific train wreck Watch it be great. Um, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I don't know. I, it could be, but so, but they're they're name dropping a bunch of stuff here. So, um, the president of Strike Back Studios, Dylan, well known for their um, quality, I'm sure. Um, the president Noor um, uh, Ahmed said, "One of the reasons I immediately connected with this script is it very much inspired some of my favorite kid adventure films growing up." Oh, is it is very much inspired by some of my favorite kid adventure films like The Goonies, Gremlins, and Monster Squad. And and many great films made by Amblin Entertainment. So basically what we're getting is a almost like a Spielberg picture here, Dylan. Uh-huh. So stay tuned. We're gonna keep you so up to date on the Spirit Halloween film. I'm uh, looking at the cast and it has Jaden Smith, but not it's a different Jaden Smith. What? There's two? Very very disappointing. What? So, so he's not going to have like a, I was like, oh, really? And then I was like, oh, it's a different one. They're not going to have like a, a banger of a soundtrack then. Well, that's unfortunate. 
It's not gonna have a. I don't know. I can't think of a Jaden song. I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, so yeah, right. Where, hashtag where's Ron? Um, <laughs> anyway, so I'm sure that movie won't be more than mid, but I'm very excited to see it anyway. Um, but that's gonna do it for the news. Uh, let's hear about these tabletop games. Now it's time to give you the rundown of all the awesome upcoming gaming events for the month of April. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. Feel free to come by an hour early and learn to play. You can join us this month on April the 1st and the 15th. For RPG Day, this month we are playing Call of Cthulhu the investigative horror game that puts players right in the middle of cosmic horror. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, character sheets are provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited. Sign-ups are only open three weeks before the event. To sign up, either call the Clear Lake location or send Michael a PM. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month, we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels. This month, on April the 9th at the Katie location, we will be hosting the WizKids Ice Troll Paint Night. Then, Saturday, April 30th, at our Clear Lake location, we are hosting a freestyle painting event where you can paint any mini in the store. We can't wait to see what you create. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back. That's right. Um, and but before I go any further, I want to make a quick addendum to the commercial that you just heard. We have unfortunately had to cancel Call of Cthulhu this Saturday uh, due to a family emergency in uh, with the GM. So he is unable to to make it this Saturday. So, but we're going to be back next month uh, with Delta Green. So that's very exciting. Stay tuned for nice. a time and date announcement for that. Um, Oh, and also one one last minute adjustment um, in the place of that this coming Saturday on our Discord server um, at the same at 8 p.m. I'm going to be demoing a brand new game called Soul Forge Fusion, which isn't even out yet. We're going to be playing it on tabletop simulator and learning how to play. I think I have an idea of how the game works. So if you want to come check it out, learn to play this brand new game with us. Uh, it is a game that we're going to be carrying the physical version of uh, when it drops next month. And we're going to be running events for it. So if you want to get an edge on the competition, come check it out on our Discord and play with us or just watch. Just just come and watch us play and make fools out of ourselves not knowing how the rules work. <laughs> so, but that's all I've got. Um, but um, before we get to the reviews, we got to make sure that we remember our pick of the week. And my pick of the week is from Black Caravan, which is an imprint of Scout. Which so why it took me? I didn't realize it was an imprint of Scout when I was looking on the, the list. I was like, "Where is Black Caravan?" Uh, I was <laughs> like, "Oh, it's Scout." Um, it yeah, me neither. It's Vanity Number One. It has incredible looking cover and incredible cover. Um, it's all red; you can't miss it. Um, but anyway, so this is Black Caravan does a lot of like horror type stuff, and this is a uh, a story about the legendary Blood Countess Elizabeth Bathory. Um, who is a very famous person. So um, this is about her as a, you know, in her early days. 
So go uh, go check that out. I'm very excited for it. My pick is a Marvel book. It is called X-Men 92, House of 92, <laughs> number one. <laughs> what um, a title. I feel like this is a troll book. It's basically the 90s X-Men cartoon era um, in the House of, House of X and Powers of 10 era. Um, huh. So they're, they're, it's the 90s X-Men tackling the Krakoan age 30 years early, and it's not going to be the way you expect. So it's basically a what if the Hickman Krakoa stuff happened uh, in the 90s cartoon. You know how they like adapted a bunch of classic stories in the X-Men yeah. cartoon? But they're all still in that 90s team era, like the Dark right. Phoenix saga and stuff like that. It's like that, but it's we're getting the uh the Hickman stuff. I think it's pretty, pretty interesting. So that's my pick. And I like that the 92 is like X C I I on the cover, as if anyone can do that, you know. Oh yeah, I just look at it and I, I automatically knew that that you know said 92, because you know, I know all my Roman Roman numerals, all of them. Exactly. All, all the way up that high yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. easy no cheat so sheet required for this guy that's my pick lay okay um well let's get to moon Knight first uh we're gonna talk about moon Knight episode two um dropped last week and uh, if you're up to date i'm sure episode three is already out and you've watched it and whatever but we haven't it's tuesday so uh as of this recording so uh full spoilers for episode one and two of moon Knight. yeah don't don't take it away so this one we can just talk about things we liked from it. You know, we don't have to go through yeah, story yeah, yeah. beat by story beat. But I liked this episode a lot. I thought it was even more than the first one for me. Me too. Um, I thought we got a lot more exposition, but in a good way. Like they're explaining, they're doing what I thought they would do, which is like throw us in the deep end and then explain it as you go. Like last episode, we were like kind of hinted at the idea of Mark or like at least another presence, you know, and then now they confirmed like the did situation and um mark like we got to meet mark you know uh, right. mark specter his other uh you know alter yeah um i gotta be honest I, this is probably an unpopular opinion but i don't really care about mark at this point anyway i like steven uh yeah i i agree so like as a moon knight fan i i mean that is a weird thing to say to not care about mark specter but like based on the show Steven is the is our main. Mark is just some weird invader, right? That we don't know anything about. And he's like, yeah, he's not he's not us. Steve, we are Steven. We are seeing this the show through Steven's eyes. We are him. So we sympathize with him. Yeah. And, and that's by design, I think. But I it's an interesting choice, which I don't know. I, I'm sure we'll grow to like Mark. I think next episode, the the this one ends with Mark taking over and being not giving it back to Steven. So mm. I think we're going to get next episode is maybe a Mark one. I think it could be wrong. I'm sure they'll both be in it, but um, I don't know. I'm really invested in Mark and Steven together. Like, I don't think I've been this invested in like a dual personality thing. Like I like the way they interact and um, I don't know. I want to see their relationship together. Me too. I've really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed um Oscar Isaac's performance in this was really good. Um, the accent Are you used is to the very, accent now. It's very silly. Wagwan. I love that, mate. I love float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. My name's Stephen with a V. <laughs> Come on, that was so good. They know what they know what they're doing. Yeah, this is on purpose for sure. Uh, Bruv, it's camp. 
It's um, camp. And if you don't understand that, you need to get on the same page. It reminds me of a TikTok that I saw that I'll have to send you, Dylan, uh, about listening to Grime one time and then just start oh, talking, boy. talking like this in it, mate. <laughs> you know, my name's Stephen with a V. Yeah, that's very much Oscar Isaac. Latest like. Gators. Um, Latest Gators. I love that. I'm obsessed. I don't care about. Well, let's talk about Mr. Okay. Knight. How about that? We so got, Mr. We got yeah, Mr. So Knight for the first night. He's supposed to summon the suit. He's supposed to summon the summon suit. Summon the suit. And he did. And he did. And he is Mr. Knight uh, from the uh, Lemire run. So help me out, Michael. I'm told that this is a huge departure from what Mr. Knight is in the comics. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Mr. Knight is, is just, cool. Yeah. And it's just like Mark Spector in another outfit right yeah correct um, it, it is just another way he's, he's portraying himself um but this is steven's conchu uh persona you know right. this is his like conchu avatar or whatever like uh yeah so, so as someone who doesn't know moon knight i love this it makes sense to me steven mr knight mark moon knight like i love it it it's it I, makes, it's when it's streamlined to yeah me. i have like, no problem with it it's fine you're gonna have to make changes to make stuff make sense on tv and I, I like it. Because it really me, swerved us, though. I don't know if you've seen any of the the Mister Knight posters, but he's like so cool and like rolling oh, yeah. up his sleeve, really yeah. putting his gloves on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then what cool. we got was like a big bumbling Stephen with literally Stephen. Yeah, <laughs> I just, loved it. Just Stevie Grant, you know, Steve Grant. Yeah, <laughs> Grant. Um, <laughs> I loved it though. I need the Mister Knight hot toy. I don't oh. care about Moon Knight anymore. Oh no! I need the Moon Knight hot toy. Moon Knight, who? No. When, when are we Knight. doing pre-orders for that? Because I need that. I need that like seriously. Yesterday. But um, I'll be buying it for sure. Yeah. But um, no, I liked it. I, I think it's good. It's a nice. I, it's a welcome change for me. Um, I'm not married to any aspect of the Moon Knight, you know, history and story because if you've read a lot of Moon Knight, he changes a lot. Like there's not a lot of consistency in the Moon Knight canon, okay? Like it it really depends on who's writing him. He is very different. This is not this is not Spider-Man. They don't guard this continuity and lore that safely. And the def people have definitely taken liberties. Like the Bendis yeah. run is very different than the Smallwood run, which is very different than the than the Lemire run, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, forgive my cats are going nuts behind me. I don't know what they're doing, but I'm sure you can hear it. Um, and I think it's fair to not be a fan of the way things are being adapted. You know, like I'm coming in with a clean slate and uh -huh. I'm really liking what I'm seeing, but I, I know there's lots of people who are watching it who really like the Lemire run or, or some run. And it's like, right. stings a little to see it different. And like I could, I can sympathize with having that barrier too. Like I'm sure I'll have some issues when they do X Men, like some nonsensical things that aren't a commentary on the quality of the movie or the show, just things that don't vibe with me. So yeah, I get I, that. I get that to an extent for sure. Like in certain properties that I've, yeah, I, I I can get that. But like I've had no problems with this, and I really enjoy it. And uh, to me, I mean, I like Konshu. Konshu is kind of silly. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is weird. Um, I mean, he's kind Kanchu, of scary though, too. Though I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but like he's kind of like a goofball. I feel like I, you know, like yeah. in that in that like oh look, I'm so scary. He's camp you know? too. This yeah, is he camp is. So it is. This 
Yeah, right. Which who could have guessed based on the trailers, you know? Not not Disney me. Plus Marvel trailers are always so misleading. But I really think that this episode really stepped it up. Um it did. We got more the... of the story too with Harrow. Mm-hmm. I like it. And, and I, we got a lot of Harrow. Yeah, and I like learning more about his motivation and I like the juxtaposition between him and Kanchu and like they're both killing people for what they think is bettering the world, but like who's right. who's doing it the right way, you know? Um it's kind of gray, which I like. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm a fan. I'm I'm Me excited too. to find out more. I think we only have four more. I'm, in, I'm enjoying the weekly aspect of this. You know. Me too. Me too. Um, I and I think this is a good way to in, to enjoy the show. I think because it is so so. Well, I mean, we've only seen two episodes, but it it really is very different week to week, and there's a lot to think about and a lot to look at and talk talk about. We get we get Egypt next week. It ended with us going to Egypt, so I'm excited for a change of scenery. Yeah, me too. And people online are excited that it didn't have the yellow filter that Egypt always seems to have in every movie, you know? Oh, that's true. Which is like such a weird thing, like sad thing to celebrate, you know? That like right. your, the country you're from or something is not like car- a cartoon. Uh, but I'm glad it's happening. <laughs> right. So can, I'm, you, I'm can you hear the chaos going on behind me? Yes, I heard okay. that, yeah. Okay, the cats are just like losing their minds. But with the Egypt thing, I think we're we're moving to like a plot that I like, which is very like national treasure slash the mummy, which with the yes. Amit stuff, like you know, resurrecting this this god. I, I'm on board. It's gonna be fun. Me too. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, but let's talk about everything everywhere all at once. The uh, the new A24 film by Daniels. Um the Daniels, who, who I am not familiar with. Um, prior to this, they've only done one movie that I know of called Swiss Army Man, and it was it came out like in 2016, and uh, it had um, Daniel Radcliffe, and it was about. Did you see it? It yes, it's as wacky as um, this one a little bit. They are trapped on an island, pair of dudes trapped on an island, um, and they're using the corpse a farting corpse, which is Daniel Radcliffe. He just plays a body the whole movie. Okay. And he's helping. It, it's hard to explain without uh, being Ruining inappropriate. The plot. Oh, okay. I got you. It's a, it's a grown-up movie. I, I, it's, I get It's that. really good. It's funny. Okay. Well, but I, um, I don't love it. I'm not like a built-in fan. Like I was super hyped for the Daniels to make another movie, so... This one surprised me a bit. But this movie came out of nowhere for us. That the A24 dropped this trailer. Like, this looks incredible. Um, yeah. We were immediately on board. Yeah, it has all the ingredients that I that makes me hype for a movie, you know? And fresh A24 off the heels, always has great yeah. trailers, but this one seemed better. And fresh off the heels of another A24 really good movie a month ago with X. Um, yeah. Because they're not all, you know bangers but no for sure <laughs> but like fresh off the heels of x you know this this has everything going for it i mean it's not at all the same energy as that movie but um anyway so we got this movie as we live in the minor small podunk town of houston texas we got this in april <laughs> april 8th um where i shouldn't be complaining because some cities still don't have it I yeah but they have spider-man complaining about 10 that. theaters yeah exactly <laughs> That's so weird. I, but we I got it way after uh, a bunch of cities got it last week, unfortunately. Yeah, but um, a bunch of us, went, a bunch of us went to go see it. Um, 
at this is my first time going to the new uh, Regal remodel, and I really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to seeing Doctor Strange there with all of our listeners. Um, but so this was starring a bunch of people that I um, that I don't know. Um, well, I I know a few of them, but uh, starring Michelle Yeoh, uh, Kay, I, I, I I'm not going to try to pronounce. I'm sorry, some of the names. Key. Oh, Key Kwan. Key Kwan. Yeah. Okay, Stephanie Sue. Uh, Jenny Slate, Harry Shum Jr., James Hong, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, yeah. And everybody was great in this movie. Let's talk about the casting first, because I thought everybody was spot on. I, From the trailer, I kind of thought the husband, Key, uh, was going to be kind of... And, and you know what? Even in the first act, I thought um, Way- Waymond was his name. I thought he was going to be kind of like lame and like typecast not not typecast like a stereotype or just yeah a, like the husband following her around being like come on like let's you know right, like right, that, right. that kind of role yeah, yeah. just like a, like a like a sitcom husband mm-hmm. you know like yeah. but he was so much more than that he had such like i mean not to say that he's a center point of the movie uh but like i was very surprised by him i knew michelle yo was going to be great as as uh evelyn obviously there was no su- yeah. there was no surprises there or there were no surprises there um but i really liked um all the actors in this movie i liked the daughter stephanie sue who played uh joy yeah and Everyone had a- yes of, co- of course oh spoilers for everything everywhere all at once i, I suppose okay the movie is about you know what? L- let me read the description oh. i'm interested to see what this says because it's so hard to explain yeah, when an interdimensional it? rupture unravels reality, an unlikely hero must channel her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewildering dangers from the multiverse. Um, yeah, Lori asked me what this was about, and I was like, I, I don't know how to tell you. It's hard to, yeah. Um, so Evelyn is like at her wit's end. She's a, she owns a laundromat with her husband, and she's kind of like her life's going nowhere. She's her, her, the laundromat is being audited. Her marriage is not going well. She's on in that like she's not she doesn't have a good relationship with her daughter. Um, and then as she's being audited by Jamie Lee Curtis, um, who I also love, we'll get to her. Oh my god! Uh, uh, an alternate version of her husband tells her that you know they need her to save the world. Basically, uh-huh. I think that's the premise, right? That's yeah. That's the I'm, first. That's first enough to get you of the movie. Yeah, she goes yeah. to go to the audit and then gets pulled into the room closet by her husband who isn't her husband but is actually her, mm-hmm. her husband from another world another universe is like hey we need you to save the world from this evil jobo tupaki are we spoiling it like how much are we spoiling in this um i don't know i don't think we needed we had the light spoilers i think okay okay yeah we don't need to talk about the ending i guess how about that yeah <laughs> But yeah. if, even if we told you everything that happens in this movie, it still wouldn't make sense until you see it. Like we could spoil everything, and you'd be like, "What?" Like, right. I need to see that for myself. I don't think this is a kind of an unspoilable movie. I feel like, I, I, yeah, I don't even think I could ruin this movie for anybody if I wanted to. If you revealed a big plot point, it would be like, "What do you mean? There's a bagel?" You know, like, yeah, what, that doesn't make any sense. The everything bagel, <laughs> everything bagel. Yeah, but um, um or, or hot dog hands. Hot dog fingers. Hot dog hands. Yeah. Did you see a um, A24 is selling hot dog hands? They're like expensive though. I'm not. I didn't even click on it. I'm sure. I they're... bought the shirt today. I bought the eye puff paint uh, A24 <sighs> logo shirt. Did you? Yeah. Get it, Michael. Come on. I don't. 
Now, don't come on me. now. Don't um, make me do this. But, okay. Uh, final cast member I want to talk about is Jamie Lee Curtis. I thought she was fantastic. Oh, man. Um, yes. She was hilarious. And she played just like a slubby tax, you know, lady agent. Yeah. yeah. Um, she played a lot of roles, actually. Everyone in this movie plays multiple roles, um, pretty much. But she looked like she was just having so much fun, you know, and she has such great chemistry with Michelle Yeoh. But speaking of Michelle Yeoh, I think, is it too early to say, to start the Oscar campaign for Michelle Yeoh? No, she was with the, phenomenal. With what we have now, you know, we're, I know we're only in, in April, but I think she's a f- front runner before the Oscar she season anyway. She has to be. That's my biggest complaint with this movie is that they released it in April. Like, why is this not October, November? Like, come on, A24. Like, they're te- they're notoriously terrible about marketing for the Oscars uh, or campaigning. Huh. And I'm like, what, what are y'all doing? Come on. They could easily. Yeah, that's weird. Maybe they have some more like artistic, like uh, like art house looking stuff for that. Ugh, whatever. This should win. Um, this should be their front a twenty four front runner. But um, I don't know. Michelle Yeoh got to be funny. She got to do action. So she much got to do, like serious dramatic moments. She literally, I don't know. There was just like an interview with her that was like really touching, where she was like. She was talking about getting the script and like she started crying in the interview because she's like, this is the role that she's like been waiting for after like all these years. Like she has an Oscar, you know, she's there's no reason that she should not have like the cream of the crop offered to her, like anything is on the table, you know. But she's talked about how she's stuck playing like moms and not that that's a bad thing, but like the mom and like a yeah. side character, you know. Of course, yeah. She's never like she's, the, the star. Yeah, and how she's always wanted to show, you know, what she can do. And I'm like, this is fun. I'm like, I'm glad that she finally got her thing. Same with Ki Kwan. He's the kid from Goonies and uh and the Indiana Jones movie, that little kid. Um, is he really? And then he he said, Oh, I like he said when he was a kid, roles came to him, you know, and that's just how it happened. And then they just stopped coming and he was auditioning and couldn't get any roles after that. So he just left Hollywood. This is his first time back, first movie back in like decades, because wow. he was like, there was just no roles for me. You know, there's no roles for like Asian actors, I guess, which is just. Yeah, it looks insane. like the last, <laughs> the last, you know, not the the last like Hollywood movie he made was in 1992 it was Encino Man, which I love Encino Man. Uh, I mean, it's a stupid, terrible movie, but like that was all 20 years ago. But he's clearly really talented. Like it's 30 that, years ago. Like, yeah. Why is that the case? You know, like that's kind of insane. <laughs> yeah, but, no, he was great in this movie. Way better than you would have expected. Like I said, you expect him to be sort of the, uh, you know, the sitcom dad type. Yeah. And I thought he was he, standout. He was so good. But I don't know. What would you say the themes are of this movie? Uh, um, Family? Yeah. Um, man. I, I think it's like grief and processing mm-hmm. um generational trauma yeah that's that's true for sure um and belonging and finding your real place in the world and i think you get every everybody has their own idea i'm not speaking philosophically i'm speaking of the movie everybody has their own idea of 
what they need to be happy in this movie. Mm-hmm. And you see them all trying to get it in their own various ways through their own methods and whatever. And I, I thought this was a phenomenal movie. One of the best I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, I agree. This is, the theme, I think it's like when you think you're, it has like a theme that, or several themes, but ones that everyone can identify with, you know, like basically we all have times when you like, you feel like, I don't know, your life's going nowhere. You're like in a rut or depressed or something like right. that. But it's like the importance of connection and, you know, finding meaning and happiness in like the way that you can, you know? And mm-hmm. I like that it's like this, like this should not be an accessible movie at all. Like it, the way it's made is very inaccessible, but it's like centered around like such universal themes and stories. It's like everyone can enjoy it, I think. I, not I only, agree. Yeah. Not only because of like the themes, but also because it has like literally every movie genre in it, you know, whatever right. you like, there's here, there's romance, there's action, there's comedy, there's it has something for say horror, but you know, there's like, yeah, this is like it's it's so interesting to see how niche it is, but what a wide appeal. Like I feel like anyone could come to this and enjoy it, you know? Yeah. I I there's no way that this doesn't get it has to get nominations for or at least considered for um best picture i think i mean maybe maybe editing like i feel like this movie is a lot to keep up with um in terms of cuts and editing and there's a continuity um this this movie looked very hard like to make and write i agree i was i was thinking about that too like this isn't like the best movie of all time for me um i mean it's up there but like it's the most impressively good movie of all time like this it feel like reading the script it's like that's so hard to make good you know and i feel like it's a book that i read and would have said there's no way uh you can make this a movie exactly and it's not a book like this i i I, this movie was incredible i loved i loved it um is has there been any other oscar oscar type movies released this year I'm looking at my um, letterboxed and I don't think I've seen it turning red um, for yeah. animated film. I'm looking at things I've seen this year that are new releases. And I don't think there have been because normally you don't get them this early on. Right. It can happen. Like get out came out, uh, you know, way before Oscar season and, and so did black Panther and, well, you know, things can be nominated. We did, we did see Morbius. So there is that. Oh, right. I forgot about Morbius. So there's that. Um, obviously going to sweep but um let's what else do you do you, what else do you want to say about this movie Dylan? do you have anything else you want to add i just want to say that it like i have i feel like i haven't said how much i love it you know it was so mm-hmm. it's like one of the best movies like michael said this guy echo what michael said like the best movies i've seen in a very 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 long time like i loved it more than any of the other movies i saw last year like coda included you know um it's more it's just as accessible as coda but way more fun um I want to. I can't wait to see it again. It's one of those like I. It'll benefit from repeat viewings. I, I really um, need this to be on streaming because I'm not going to be able to make it out to the theater again to see this. this. Would be a, I will say this is a good streaming movie for rewatching. But I, if you, you know, if you have the funds and are able to get to a theater, I think it really benefits from like a group watch and yes. a big screen. I wish I'd seen it in Dolby. 
I wish I'd been able Me to too. It's not. I checked because I was literally going to go to AMC for my second viewing, but it's just not in Dolby. Yeah, Sonic's in uh, Dolby. Uh, <laughs> um, That's so funny. But yeah, go to a theater to see it if you can. I don't know how long it'll be around. I, it, it's popular online, but it opened number six. At the Ooh. You know, it's not doing great. It, it's doing okay. You know, it's, it's doing it was a, as well as a movie like that could be expected to do, I guess. It costs 25 million to make. It's pretty cheap. Um, it's going to be fine. Um, it's going to be a success, but I don't know. I don't think it's going to be there for longer than a couple months anyway, you know, so go out to see it if you can. But I think it's like some people are turned off by A24. Like it, they have a reputation for being inaccessible or, um, more niche you know like movies sure. are not for you but this one's for you this one's for everyone you know not kids because it's rated r and uh pretty inappropriate there's lots of uh michael yeah. and i have not gone over any of the jokes um because we don't want to spoil that for you i think no. that's the way you spoil the movies you do you tell the gags you know um right but we haven't done that um <laughs> you know but, um not talking not like spoiling the gags like just but the rock part i thought the rock part was great i really loved that part um so that will make way more sense if you've seen this movie and it's something that is such a brave decision because that could read that could have gone really poorly and not had any sort of weight or yeah it could have not been good you know i feel um, that way with a lo- most of the alternate realities though too true yeah the hot dog the stuff. rock one more so but yeah it seems like they shot like a billion things or like, oh, let's see what fits, you know, but it's right. like, I don't know. It, it just feels like they trusted us to be like, they'll get it, you know, like we'll put everything in here. It'll be wacky, but we have this common through line and it's very easy to follow. It's not a hard movie to follow at all. You just, you do have to engage with it and keep up. You can't just let it wash over you. It's not one of those movies. But right. if you're keeping up with it and watching, it's like it's very easy to follow. It's success- like I said, I keep saying it's accessible, but it's just like and crowd pleaser has a negative connotation, but it's like the weirdest uh, crowd pleaser that could exist. I feel like you know? I agree. I can't imagine seeing this movie and having a bad time. Uh, yeah, you might okay. not love it like we do, but I can't see not having a good time at it. Um, you want to you want to rate it, Dylan? Um, I can go first. Um, since I've already done it on my Letterboxd and we use that scale, um, I gave it five stars on Letterboxd. Uh, and I'm, I think I've decided I'm going to be a little bit more liberal with my five stars now that we're doing uh, the the four, the one to five as opposed to the old way we were rating movies. Not like giving out fives left and right, but like really what was wrong with this movie? Nothing. That's what you have to ask when you're de- deliberating between a five, you know? Right. A, f- a five and what would you a, change? a four or five. What would I, how could I make this better? And I have no answer for you. Like, yeah. g- g- you, you want me to tell you how, you how I can make Morbius better? I can give you a, a list a mile long, you know? Yeah. And with X, I gave X a four or five. You know, there are some things that X could have improved upon or could have been made better in X or cut down or whatever. Um, not much, but whatever. But this, I, I no notes. This has, yeah, this has like no exaggeration, like hundreds of big swing weird decisions that you could pick that out and be like, ah, oh, that wasn't for me. That didn't really work. But like they all worked. Like I wouldn't change any of them, you know? Yeah. Like even the stuff that doesn't work film- initially. Like even the like the, the hot dog thing, at first, I was like, this is, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, you don't, you, it's, it's just a quick thing. You're like, ha ha ha. 
And then it becomes like a real scene. And you're like, oh my God, this is great. Jamie Lee Curtis is acting like. Yeah. In that Did you scene see the alone. poster for that? There's a, yes. It was so good. Uh, I, I, I love it. But yeah, um, every time I had that inkling a little bit, um, they would explain it like a couple scenes later. I was like, what is that? Like, what do you mean bagel? Like, I was like, it's something they could easily like pass over and be like, eh, that was just one of the wacky things. But every time I felt a little confused and like something needed explanation, it did. You know, they told us. Right. So he's got to be patient. You got to trust them. Trust us. This is the perfect right. movie. Highly recommend. So what's your score, Dylan? My, oh, sorry. Five stars. Five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. five, five out of five. Um, highly recommend if you can see it in theaters, go do it. Otherwise, it should be on streaming soon. Um, but it definitely gets the uncanny stamp of approval. Um, everyone we saw it with loved it too. So, I'm, yeah, everyone. It's rare for us all to come out of something raving about it. You know, like right for real. I could tell everyone that we were with in the audience, like the other people with us, they were all hanging around talking about it too. I love that energy. Yeah, me too. Um, but that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, thank you all so much yeah. for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan, and I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online. <laughs>